0: Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here today in the home office studio of the Beverly Hills Roxbury Clinic and Surgery Center with, of course, my most faithful co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. Good evening. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really well. We
0: How- are in our like new setup.
1: And did. we we finally took it out of the box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't need to do that.
1: It was in the box for a little while. It sat in the box for quite
0: some time. Uh, Well, we're busy. We're doing surgery. I know. That's what we do here. We're not, you know, we're not, uh, you know, and and by the way, we didn't do it.
1: We totally did not. I think think we hired someone. Actually, we didn't even hire someone. Caroline hired someone. (laughs) She hired
0: someone from one of the apps who came in and took care of business.
1: But now we have... A new setup, so we can't slouch on our couch anymore. <laughs> Dr. Seussed that that's one. A, that's a bummer. No slouching really, on the I couch. I like slouching
0: on the couch. That nope. was good.
1: You got to sit up straight now.
0: Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about how to choose your plastic surgeon.
1: Yes. And I think we've touched on this before, um, but we're just revisiting it because it's kind of a hot topic. Like, everybody wants... You know to have plastic surgery but then it gets really hard how do you know who to go to if you're not entrenched in the world of plastic surgery or medicine it just seems like a daunting task to find a plastic surgeon
0: it is and because the
1: especially if you are in this beverly hills area and you can't walk down the street without like running into a plastic surgeon (laughs) other parts of the country it might be a little bit easier because there's like three in the city but here yeah you have to like step over them when you're walking down the street
0: well but it's also a case of will the real plastic surgeon please stand up
1: and then there's that
0: right so like as I always say the internet is the is one of the things that in this world that by spending time using it being on it you can actually become dumber Uh,
1: okay explain
0: Well, the information is not reliable.
1: No, it's not, and then you come in, the problem is you come in thinking you know a lot and you actually don't, but then, because you think you know a lot, you're not open to learning what you don't know, and it's a problem.
0: How many patients come in to see you with a, a sheet that they've printed out from the internet. Mm-hmm. By the way, we don't print the internet. We don't
1: print the internet. We are don't not print print turning internet. into our parents. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We don't, no, no, no. We, 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 we don't, don't print, print the internet. internet. <laughs> um, so they come in with a printed sheet of questions they're supposed to ask, ask. their plastic surgeon yes
1: as uh, recommended to them by l and in style magazine right. and i can tell and god bless them i can't fault them for it because they're trying they really are doing their yes. part to try and legitimately find a plastic surgeon but the tells are when they kind of look down and they look up and they go so how many of these have you done <laughs> and i give them some answer <laughs> oh okay and then they look down again how many a week do you do? Oh, okay, and they look down again. <laughs> are you board certified? And God bless them, these are all important questions. But what, the problem is, what does that number mean to you? And then we're gonna, we're gonna go back and do this legit people from front to start, how to choose a plastic surgeon. But just on this one little topic, like if I told you that I do 50 breast augmentations in a year or 200 breast augmentations in a year, what is the right number, A, to be competent, nobody really knows and B, how do you as a prospective patient know what that number should be? Right. So that, that number on its own doesn't mean a whole lot. No. So how do you find it? Let's start from the very beginning. You're thinking of having X, Y, Z plastic surgery. You live in town. Y. what's the first step that you should take in finding a plastic surgeon?
0: Well, the, what most people are going to do is Google it.
1: They're going to Google it.
0: They're going to go to Google and they're going to, you know, they're going to do a search and say plastic surgeon near me. And what's going to come up are a mixture of paid advertisements, Mm -hmm. sponsored ads, and people that have probably paid to have their site show up very high in the ranking results. And for most people, the sponsored results will be enough and they will be happy to click on the sponsored results, not realizing that those are paid ads which is okay
1: which is totally fine right. that just means someone I pay for
0: ads I you know I pay Google some <laughs> amount of money to have my ads show up but the problem is is that that hasn't solved the is this person any good question for the the searcher for the person who's right. the prospective patient
1: it's given a list of names that's a list all this. of potential people and that being said google does have some other algorithms supposedly that will bump surgeons or whatever you search higher to the list so if one particular surgeon has a really high seo they do a lot on google on youtube on social media you know all these things will sort of bump them up if they've been on the internet for a longer period of time there SEO. are all these things that yeah w- yes what is that? I have no idea, but it's it's a word that our marketing for, people, people use. <laughs> I Thanks. was asking you use
0: for for Tracy in Wisconsin.
1: Well, all I know is that it's SEO, and that's oh, what my marketing SEO guys tell me. For,
0: so yeah. it stands for search engine okay. optimization, and what that means is that your site has been optimized for the search engines. All that is is that they've added things called meta tags, which are you know basically words that you put into the code of your site that gets Google to recognize it as a site representing whatever you've tagged it as. Uh, And Google does check to see that the tags match up with your, your content, et cetera, et cetera. So if you have a good website, quote unquote, then the SEO will help you show up more. That still doesn't mean that you're any good at this.
1: Doesn't mean any good, but you've got a good marketing team. You have a good web building team, and that's how you get your list. You can also go to social media. You can go to Instagram or TikTok now or Facebook. Do a similar search, Plastic Surgeon Beverly Hills. Oh, my gosh, you'll get like 13 million hits. So there are other ways that you can sort of find a list. I think one of the best ways, if it's available to you, is to ask friends and family word of mouth is the best referral possible, assuming that they like their surgeon and they had a good result. And for the most part, people are very happy to refer you to their plastic surgeon. If they really like them, if they're happy with them. Now, not everyone's very open as we are in this part of the world about having plastic surgery. So it might be harder if you don't know somebody or you're not comfortable asking them. But if you do, if you know someone that's had plastic surgery, who's comfortable talking about it, that is really the best place to go because that's going to be a verified source with a verified result. So there you are. So so say you somehow compile your list. You've asked friends and family, you've asked the Google, you've done your social media search. You now have a list of potential plastic surgeons. What do you do with that list? And I will say the very first thing you should do with that list is check to make sure they are actually plastic surgeons.
0: Well, how do you do that? I mean cuz that that's not easy. You know, there's a lot of mumbo jumbo terminology that people use yes. that there's the, you know, the American Academy of cosmetic surgeons, or, you know, there, there's all these different acronyms and letters and things that people like, if you look at our names, we are, you know, J Calvert, MD, FACS, which is, stands for fellow of the American College of Surgeons and I have an MD degree. I'm a medical doctor and you have the same thing You are right. also a fellow of the American College of Surgeons a lady fellow that I'm
1: is. A lady fellow. <laughs>
0: yes, you are a lady <laughs> fellow But uh, but that means that your practice so for the for the listeners at home That means that you and your practice have been evaluated by the American College of Surgeons and it is found to be worthy of giving you a fellowship status in the College of Surgeons which but is a big not,
1: deal. But that's not plastic surgery. No. So that's and where it still gets it still tricky. doesn't mean you're any And good. it still doesn't mean anything. No. Well, it, it means a lot to us. It means a in lot in to world. us. But it doesn't mean a whole lot to the patients. So when you're looking at plastic surgeons, plastic surgeons, um, also known as cosmetic surgeons, aesthetic surgeons, there are three potential categories that you can have that are actually surgeons. And we'll get into the ones that are not surgeons. But as a surgeon, you can be a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. That means that you've done a plastic surgery residency. You've completed that residency. You've taken your boards. You're a board-certified plastic surgeon. And maybe you've done a fellowship to do additional fancy things for another year. But you're a plastic surgeon.
0: Right. And that, is, that means you are a plastic surgeon as described by the American Board of Medical Specialties, ABMS.
1: Right, which so the, governs all boards, boards of any kind of medicine in America.
0: Correct, and they're boards that have met the standards of the American Board of Medical Specialties. So that's very different because there are other boards that are not American Board of Medical Specialties, which doesn't mean anything really. It just means that they're a different degree of a board.
1: Different degree of a board. I and mean, You can be board certified in anything, but there's only a select few that are part of the American Board of Medical Societies that have legitimate residencies that have medical, been medical specialties have been vetted and have been approved to be a board certified right. they, something.
0: They have applied their' private by the way, these are are private corporations and they have applied basically to have specialty status, for instance boards like thoracic surgery uh, for uh, vascular surgery.
1: general surgery general medicine, medicine surgery, Pediatrics. OB-Dine. yes yeah uh, the whole gamut.
0: Endocrinology, like these are very specific medical specialty boards that are accredited by the American Board of Medical Specialties.
1: Right. So that's one option. That's plastic surgery. Then you can have a facial plastic surgeon. This is someone who typically has gone through an ENT residency, ear, nose, throat residency. Or or plastic surgery. Or plastics, but typically ENT. And then they've chosen to do an additional year or two of training focused specifically on plastic, aesthetic surgery of the face. So they've taken their more reconstructive residency of ENT and then done a couple of extra years training on doing aesthetic procedures of the face. Typically, these surgeons do not do aesthetic surgery below the face and neck area. So these are not going to be surgeons that are going to be doing breast augmentations, liposuction, although some do. That is not right. what they are technically trained to do. Right. They typically stay in their wheelhouse, which is you know the head and, and neck area.
0: Right. And these are these are extremely competent surgeons. Yes. And and well trained and amazing and all that stuff. And there are colleagues. Blah blah blah. I will also tell you that the American Board of Facial plastic surgery is not an accredited board of the American board of medical specialties, which doesn't matter because they conduct themselves as a legit board. They test people in, they have criteria to get in, but for whatever reason they've either just haven't applied or they don't meet the criteria in some way, shape or form that it is not an ABMS, uh, specialty. As far as I know, maybe that's changed, um, in the last 15 minutes or whatever. But, uh, and and I, I don't think that has anything to do with anything.
1: It does not. I don't think no, it does. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. it's a really
0: good board. They have, uh, they, they're all about their fellowships. I mean, there's a ton that goes into running that that board and holding that specialty to a, a very high standard.
1: Yes. I 100% agree. And then the third category of surgeon is cosmetic surgeon. So a cosmetic surgeon is someone that's done some other kind of residency, usually general surgery. I've seen it with ophthalmology, maybe ENT, some kind of surgical oriented residency. And then they've gone on and done usually one year of a cosmetic surgery fellowship. And so they can take, Technically do anything, facelifts, nose job, breasts, tummy, but they've only had one year of training. And they like to say, oh, well, we are better trained than the plastic surgeons because our fellowships focuses only on cosmetic and aesthetic surgery. Plastic surgeons do reconstructive surgery for their entire residency. Which I've, isn't true. I've heard this. Yeah, so I've heard that too. that's so not true. You can't compare seven, eight years of a plastic surgery residency with one year of a cosmetic surgery residency. You just can't. And they do have their own boards, and they say that they're board certified, and they...
0: They're also not ABMS. They're
1: not ABMS. But there are some good cosmetic surgeons out there. Um, it's just a different mm-hmm. way sort of sort of getting to the same, the same place. Kind of. Not really.
0: Well, I, you know, and I want to touch on this, because Dave Stepien brought this up, uh, our fellow, this year. And I, I said, you know there there just is some difference to the way that that i see aesthetic surgery being done and and i see it across the specialties and, and there there are good and bad surgeons in every specialty and there are average ones and, and fat ones and tall ones and short ones and blue ones and green ones et cetera. so you get everything but when we go to you know our meetings and you see you know the folks presenting about blepharoplasty or about rhinoplasty or about facelifts i i just see the there's a there's a big difference in the board certified plastic surgeons and the way that they discuss these things and he said very simply it's it's because a plastic surgery residency is a minimum of five years and a aesthetic fellowship is one year one year so that's the difference and it's not that they can't become great surgeons in aesthetic surgery it's just that our running head start of a minimum of five years. Mine was seven, um, and and I did aesthetic surgery the entire time I was in my residency. The entire time. Yes, we did lots of reconstruction too, but. But there the wasn't, reconstruction wasn't a week itself is aesthetic surgery. Is
1: aesthetic surgery, and it teaches right. you the principles and the anatomy and how to take right. care of complications. Like there's so much that goes into doing a, you know, 6 to 8 year residency in plastic surgery that you just can't match with a 1 year no. With a one year fellowship. You you just can't. can't. And it's not going to be as academic. It's not going to be as rigorous. The understanding of the anatomy just isn't going to be there. So we're
0: exposed to it every week. Every week we had aesthetic surgery conference. Every week. Right. For seven.
1: And you Years. go over the cases, you go over the complications. You you break yeah. it down.
0: It's different. It's neither it it's
1: neither here nor there. That's that's Right. It
0: doesn't mean that somebody with a one year fellowship yeah. can't do amazing work. They can. Yes. But there's is, there's is just something that I see about how it gets done and what the results are that you know, I I think that it's important for the listeners at home to get that like evaluate your choices with not just, you know, apples and oranges. You want to try to match up apples with apples and so that you can see which ones are what you're looking for. actually work. Yeah.
1: And then, so then, so that's, those are your surgical options, which you would think would be where you'd stop.
0: If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself,